Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, this is uh, End Times Friday, and uh, we are now good into uh, the first week of August. So, man, it's uh, it's moving. You know, summer is, is here, and uh, in August, um, we're taping this a little bit ahead of time, and obviously, I'm not in my studio. I'm, I'm at home, uh, but um, Linda and I, at this time, will be in New Hampshire uh, yeah. In we're, fact, we're going to do some taping together at yeah, my house while yeah, you're here too, yeah, right? That'll be fun. And uh, Linda's, uh, you know, one of uh, her uh, desires is to, you know, is to have a cabin in the on a lake. Um, mm. You know, and again, this is kind of cool as you think about, you know, uh, what does God say about that and what does he want to deliver to us? And, um, you know, as you pray about it, you know, you can think about, well, you know, is Linda, are you talking about trying to buy one or live there? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, maybe. And uh, but then as we processed it um, and it really just happened by uh, visiting uh, Scott and, and Kristen Cornell in, right. in New have Hampshire. A cabin. Yeah. And when they bought, you know, and they went through a whole supernatural thing of God led them to say, I want you to sell your place that you were at and move mm-hmm. to a new place. Um, right. And they gave them the location, you know, and it was uh, uh, what's called Tufsonboro. Uh, and by the way, um, and they share this on the, on their pad, podcast uh, gift lately, uh, excuse me, guest, as guest, is that um, they said that there's scores and scores of people from all over the world. Right. Being called to that very spot. Being called to that spot. And so, so they were, cool. and they were, to, you know, called there and they're, and they're to lead people into mm-hmm. abiding and help them understand it. But so they, but they wind up buying this property and the guy that owned the property also owned a lake house. Mm-hmm. And Scott said, well, what are you going to do with that? You know? And he said, well, I, you know, why do you want to buy it? And he said, yeah. And, uh, and so he gave it to him at a much reduced price mm-hmm. and was able to buy a lake house. So we visited the lake house, which is just about 10 minutes from their, from their main house. regular property. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to get to, and they have a beautiful boat and, uh, boats, I should say, and, uh, enjoy this great lake called Lake Winnipesaukee, <laughs> <laughs> which is a mouthful, <laughs> which right? we love saying, well, where are you, where are you going? I'm going to Lake Winnipesaukee. Um, <laughs> and, um. You know, we were just sharing. Linda says, "Man, this is, this is kind of what I envision." Mm-hmm. You know, of, of being on the lake. You know, and Scott says, "Well, the guy next to us rents his house in the summer." Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? You know, and so, you know, and we we talked about it, and prayed about it, and, and then we decided, okay, maybe we should look at that. And so, you know, hey, Scott, check it out, see if, see if it's available. And it just so happened that it's available uh, for you know this month. 
the end of July into August that we're going to be able to rent it. And we'll be in New Hampshire on a cabin on a lake and we rented a boat. Um, and so Linda, so Li much fun. Linda is just excited, you know, and thrilled and, oh, I uh, bet. and I we're, bet. we're praying uh, that, yeah, all the rain that you've had is is not going to uh, continue in <laughs> July and August. Uh, I see it shifting already, so I think we're going to be good. <laughs> yes, so we're we're excited about that. So we'll be there, and, and then we'll I'll come down to your place, and we'll tape uh, tape some sessions down there together. That'll be fun. Uh, while we're yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and see your uh, your pool and. Uh, all of that. And yeah, you'll have to bring Linda down with you and we'll have some poolside fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. That'll be big fun. So we've been talking about, um, last time we talked about Israel, um, uh, and got a little bit more into depth about, you know, Netanyahu's visit and the appeal to, uh, you know, keep Iran from getting the nuclear weapons. Uh, basically the United States said, no, we're not going to step in. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see, where that goes, because again, uh, it's, uh, and this is true for, for yes, as individuals, and then again, corporately with a group and with, even with a country, um, it's, it's okay that you disagree. What isn't okay mm -hmm. from, from God's perspective is that you stop processing together with right. honor, honor and respect to find out what really is true and then start to support that mm -hmm. truth. And, uh, and it happens on an individual level between husband and wife, between family members, small group members, church members, uh, business members, uh, government, you know, et cetera. And, and again, as we think of the end as possibility, one of the things that Paul spoke, speaks about is that, um, uh, lawlessness rises mm -hmm. and division, chaos rises. Right. Uh, all, all the way in a worldwide, um, politically, and then even into the uh, Christian community um, where, um, and it's not again a matter of um, I might have a different viewpoint. And by the way, Paul speaks about that in uh, Romans 14 and 15. He says, because because of different perspectives, mm -hmm. you're you're going to have disagreements, and right, and a lot of times you won't ever come to a an agreement. It the goal would be to work toward unity, but you may not get there. But if you don't get there, continue to honor each other with that mm -hmm. uh, situation that says. Okay, we disagree on this, but it's not critical mm -hmm. to life. Um, it's not essential. Like, for example, um, if let's say somebody, uh, uh, and this is happening in the church right now, there's lots of ways to salvation. There's lots of ways to have eternal life with God. And it, the Bible isn't fuzzy about that because mm -hmm. uh, Jesus himself spoke it. You know, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one right. comes through the Father except through me, except period. Except through him, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a fuzzy statement. Okay, so right. um, if, if a fellow, uh, either a supposed Christian or somebody else says, yeah, there's lots of ways to God, 
uh, well, they're I, not standing on truth. That's yeah, very clear. I can't, I can't go and say, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, I have to stand up and say, sorry, that isn't right. Let me mm -hmm. show you out of scripture. And would mm. you, would you have a heart to receive it? Now they can reject right. it. And of course, you know, I have to, I have to dust my feet off. Right. Um, same thing with, um, you know, let's say I, I, uh, and I've, I've been involved with this where there are fellow believers who are committing adultery. Mm -hmm. They say it's okay. Well, that's not, the Bible isn't fuzzy about right, that. Right, right. Um, so I can't, I can't say, yeah, that's fine. Um, it's okay that you think that way. I can't say that. I mm -hmm. can say, sorry, that isn't of God completely. And I need to, I need to challenge you on that. And, and I may right. even, I may and even have to, truth. Yeah. I may have to bring another party with me, maybe even go to the church to say, you know, what you're doing isn't of God. Um, so it's not, it's not a universal, yeah, whatever. It, it's where things that don't matter that, um, I believe a certain way and you believe another way, you know, like for example, um, there, there are even whole sections of Christianity that doesn't really believe much in musical worship. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I think it's biblical. I think, you know, it's obvious and it's, it's in scripture all the way through, but should that separate us? No. Right. Um, it's okay. We can, we can be that as long as we treat each other with honor and respect. Mm -hmm. um, and Paul speaks about that is don't let that get in the way of life together uh, mm -hmm. and, ha and keep seeking truth and be willing to process it ideally. And he says, the stronger person, uh, it's about faith and faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word the stronger believer will say, well, let's keep going to the word to see right. what, what the truth is. And I have a heart to do that, even when my position, you know, mm -hmm. might be different. Like, for example, and we've talked about this, the rapture. Right. Um, there's, I mean, there's people that are absolute. It's pre-trip or it's post-trip mm -hmm. or mid-trip. Um and I'm going to stand in that position and I don't care. And if you don't believe it, I'm coming against you. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, that's, that's not godly at all. Right. And then the only other thing is, well, let's go see what the word has to say. Right. Um, and what I help people do, and we've, we've done this on the air and we'll, we're going to spend more time on this as well, is the Bible doesn't have an absolute uh, answer to that. Mm -hmm. It has answers. We're going to be raptured. Right. But it doesn't have absolute when. Clarity on the time. So right. that's all we can say. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, it, you know, we think, wouldn't it, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been nice if Jesus would have just told us exactly why? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then see, when and think about it, when he doesn't, we got to go the other direction and say mm -hmm. he must have had a reason for that to purposely not be definitive on something that we would like him to be definitive on. Mm -hmm. And he said, so therefore I, I need you to live in that uncertainty, which means that other people may look at it one way different than you. Right. And don't promote your position as absolute because it's not. Why? Well, because it's not absolute in scripture. I can do that about salvation. 
Mm-hmm. I can do that about somebody committing adultery because that's absolute. That's because not, it's absolute. That, that's yeah. not that's not fuzzy. Not fuzzy at all. Right. But other things, well, that's as far as we can go. Um, you know, here's what the truth is. So uh, when we were talking about uh, opposition uh, and cursing, it's really about um, the ability to stay in honor and respect mm-hmm. and process things as we're headed toward truth. The yeah. best way, by the way, and this is true for a couple and small groups and inner circles, is, um, well, let's go to the word mm-hmm. together and then let the word speak to us. And if it says something that might be different than I think, keep going. Right. And God will show you the truth of that as opposed to, I reject that because I don't, I don't believe it. You know, I'll give you something simple. Right. Simple yet very profound. Um, and I'm dealing with actually a lot of people right now because of sickness is the issue of healing. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, a lot of Christians do not support or think in supernatural healing. Right. That it's all either, either it's medical and if it's, and if they don't survive it medically, then it's not going to happen. Well, that's not what scripture says. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all over the place, the beautiful truths of supernatural healing. And, uh, and so, well, let's go see if you have a heart to go. And when you see something that is written, that might be opposite of what you think. Or would, what you've experienced. Would you yeah. be willing to keep going? And mm-hmm. by the way, my goal isn't to persuade you. Right. Um, it's to I get can to I truth can say well I I, be, I believe and I understand uh, supernaturally and I've experienced it, um, but my goal isn't to persuade you that what I think is true is true. Mm-hmm. My uh, life with you is to invite you to the truth, and when you see truth, at least be open to considering what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I approach scripture all the time, you know? So right. I, I never think that, oh yeah, I got this. It's like, um, as I keep getting, you know, in, into the word, I get exposed to all kinds of stuff. It's like, wow, that's interesting. Right. Um, and it really is an invitation to go deeper with it. Yeah. And right? to go deeper and gosh, what does that mean? And, and boy, that's sticky or that's, uh, that seems interesting or that seems opposite mm-hmm. of what I've thought. And, and God says, yeah, I want to show you something. <laughs> so uh, can I ask you, this yeah. is, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, so this is super interesting. I think very timely just in terms of walking, you know, our walk as Christians in community and churches and, and standing, you know, not falling into the chaos and the division, being able to go to the word and stand on truth and seek truth and stay in there. Um, if we reel this back to when you were began the conversation talking about Israel, and I think yesterday or last week we had talked about the question of what does that, what are the implications for America in not standing with Israel or staying in process with Israel yeah. on this latest interaction with Iran? What would that look like on you? Know, we don't have great control over what the government is necessarily going to do and how they interact with Israel. What does that look like for us as individual Christians, as communities, as churches, in terms of how are we, or is, you know, is there a way that we're called to 
still be a blessing to Israel? And what would that look like played out on more of an individual personal basis, since that is the level of control we actually have to respond to? Yeah. Um, well, um, if you look at the the question that that is before everybody, um, and it's um, how do we view, how do we process the nation of Israel right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, is as we, and this is why scripture, and I believe, by the way, um, one of the reasons that um, Jesus spoke to John and spoke to us is the book of Revelation is really important. Mm-hmm. And you really need to pay attention to it, and you need to study it, and you need to uh, uh, understand it. And it speaks very clearly about mm. the significance of Israel in the end. Okay. Okay, that's not fuzzy. All right. Now, right. Um, think about um, you know seventy A.D. Mm-hmm. Israel was a nation. By the way, it was a nation that was basically subordinated to Rome, mm-hmm. which is why Pilate was there. Pilate was the guy making the political decisions, not Israel. Okay. Because it was it was a Roman state. Right. But okay. the Rome Romans basically the way they operated is called it was called Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna conquer you. And if you don't fight us and you don't come against us, and interesting enough, if you operate with with proper law, like, for example, you don't steal, you don't uh, hurt mm-hmm. other people, um, uh, you can stay a nation with your religion, like mm-hmm. Jews. You can be Israel. You can be functioning there. Uh, you can have your system. Um, and if you don't basically irritate us, we'll let you do that. And even the, even the taxes that you're going to pay, a lot of that will be reinvested in your nation. Uh, we won't mm-hmm. take them all back to Rome. You know, we'll, we'll put them there. And, and by the way, <laughs> one of the ways we're going to do that is we're going to have soldiers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why when we come across in, in scripture, centurions. Right. Well, centurions are head of a hundred soldiers and they're everywhere mm-hmm. observing to make sure they keep the peace. So if you, if you're peaceful, you keep the peace and you get the function. Okay. So Israel was a nation, but, um, Nero, um, uh, and then, uh, uh, the, the, uh, emperors at 70 AD decided, yeah, you know what, uh, we're going to eliminate them. Mm-hmm. And they basically came after Israel and crushed it as a nation and destroyed the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so they no longer were a nation. So they weren't even functioning anymore as a sub-government. They okay. weren't functioning at all. And it's called the diaspora. Now think about um, from 30 uh, AD, 33 AD, Christ is crucified and 70 mm-hmm. AD. The church, what happens to the church? It explodes in Israel. Right. Well, they got they got caught up in that. That's, you know, remember Nero, Nero goes after, you know, with uh, 
uh, persecuting the Christians, you know, in the Colosseums and stuff, even back in Rome, um, and they come after them. And so Christians are, are basically now carrying the banner of the Jewish uh, uh, nation, uh, but the Jews are basically uh, destroyed and no longer a nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, that was in 70 AD. So for about 2,000 years, there's no nation of Israel. Okay. Um, and uh, because of a persecution, uh, particularly in the in Europe, they <laughs> they would never allow. This is funny, uh, and this is part of God's you know plan. They would never allow the Jews to own property. Mm. So, um, and now this is interesting. What they did is they became bankers. Mm. Um, okay. And because they had, they were allowed to do business and, but they couldn't own property. Well, they never got caught up in the economic ebb and flow of real estate. Hmm. So, you know, cause you, you, what happened is you'd gain value and then you'd lose it. You'd gain value right, and lose right. it. Well, they never lost it because they never had it. Because they never had so it. So they okay. just kept building wealth, 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 and they became the bankers of the world, um, mm-hmm. and and lending money to everybody else. And here's what's remarkable. Um, think about if, uh, let's say, you know, back in um, World War One, and the Germans, mm-hmm. and they were completely wiped out. And not only wiped out, they no longer had a government, and you forced them to go all over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 100 years later, would there be likely any German, uh, you know, centers or fellowship? There wouldn't be. They would, they would have intermarried, um, right. and they would be lost. They would have lost their Germanness. Mm-hmm. Okay, now multiply that times, you know, um, 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. How is it? You would think it would be so diluted down, yeah. That the Jews are still Jews. <laughs> right, <laughs> Really, right. it's remarkable. That's fascinating, you know, actually. I've never thought about that. Uh, that they stayed, and then um, through, you know, and again through Britain and intercessory prayer and all that what God was up to, they're allowed to return and they reform as a government after World War II in 1947. Mm-hmm. And they reestablish themselves as a nation. Um, and then in 1967, they win the Six Day War because they, you know, they, they're overwhelmed and they win. And now their government thrives. And by the way, their, their economy, e- economy is amazing uh, of what they have there. So, um, as we look at the end of that, they've been restored as a country, and that country is the center of the end times. Mm-hmm. It's actually more about Israel than it is about America or about anybody else. Right. It's really about Israel. Okay, so the question that you raise is this. What should be our view of that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, since we know that they're the center of, of attention and they become the torchbearers of Christianity. They become believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually learn that Christ is the Messiah and they receive him as a Messiah. So our view of it 
should be that um, we are to facilitate that, um, look at them as God's nation, God's chosen people. Um, are they believers today? Some, not many, mm-hmm. but they're but they're moving in that direction. Um, and lots of Christian beautiful things are happening in Israel. And what happens with mm-hmm. Israel um, is is going to be significant as we approach the end. And so, as as a individual believer, as a small group, as a church, um, we should be saying, since it's so significant, and and Father Israel is your country. How do you want us to uh, understand things? Um, and again, it's not to say, well, everything that Israel does is perfect or everything that Israel does is right. right. That's not it. Um, it's to say, how do you want us to support that with, mm-hmm. like, for example, and Linda and I have done this for many, many years, um, we've been supporting uh, what's called Aliyah. Mm-hmm. Aliyah is the return of Jews from all over the world to Israel. Right. Um, and we've been supporting that financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's groups of people that do that and take care of it. And Israel has a fantastic process to absorb them uh, back into the economy and get them going, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and so because we know of what happens when we said, how do you want us to support that? Well, God says, I want you to facilitate Jews returning back to Israel as, right. as part of the so thing. You that... just said something really interesting there that I think is fun to highlight. As you ask God, you and Linda process together, God, what do you want us to do? How do we interact or support? And he gave you a specific instruction yep. um, to follow of your part to play in that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. I think that's honestly a question that, that we all should be processing, right? Just yeah. looking at the covenant and looking at the centrality. Um, and you know, I, as I'm listening to what you're saying, you know, I have such a heart for prayer and I can see myself being drawn into more of laying prayer tracks ahead of um, even just missionaries going in and truth being revealed and cap God capturing the hearts of the Israelites yeah. you know, being something that I want to be a part of praying ahead of. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and the um, you know, and again, as as we know what happens and what's going to happen, um, another thing that we said, okay, what else would you like us to do? He said uh, there, and he connected me directly with uh, because of of relationships, and then going over there with really big time uh, ministry of evangelism mm-hmm. in Israel. Not just, mm-hmm. not just. Oh yeah, I know about that, and I support it. I know the people that are doing it, That's and awesome. I have connectivity with them. And and so financially, it's like, well, what can I do to assist you in what you're doing? And and by the way, I'd like to know what are you doing, and how does that work, and how mm-hmm. do you do that in a healthy way? And uh, like for example, if they were saying, you know, I'm um, I'm uh, judging people and telling them they have to know Christ or, or you know or else. Well, then I wouldn't support that, right? Uh, because it's not godly. So it's not just activity; it's is it godly activity, uh, right? You know, and how do we support that? And um, 
next time, uh, Kathy, when we get into this uh, for the End Times Friday, remind me, because you said something really significant, more than you think, uh, and it's called intercessory prayer. Mm -hmm. um, remind me to go through what happened mm -hmm. of even how Israel became a nation. And it's mm, all it's okay. all through intercessory prayer. Uh, so it's really cool. That is one thing we can do for sure. Yeah. Um, and remember, intercessory prayer isn't telling God what, what he should do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's understanding what is on your heart and what how do you want me to pray? Right. Uh, and allowing some... him to tell you how to pray. Yeah. And that, and we do a lay, lay prayer, prayer tax. And that's what, that's what happens to so remind me of that. So we'll, we'll pick awesome. this up again uh, next time and uh, uh, keep talking about it. And uh, you know, it's really, it's really significant. And I'm, I think God wants us to really understand something. And maybe this is why we're, we're being led to this is I believe what he's saying, saying to all of us, yeah, I really need you to pay attention to Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, but since it's so complex and there's so much stuff going on is, um, you know, based on where you are, at least have some heart to pursue some things that I'll show mm -hmm. you about that. And don't even accept, uh, you know, programs or other people's thoughts about what you should think about Israel is well let's go find out from him that knows yeah uh, that's awesome. but yeah we are to pay attention right Why? well because israel becomes the banner of christianity in the end mm -hmm. um and they're as a nation uh and so we we got to understand that that's awesome thank yeah. you so much this is this is fascinating i love this conversation looking forward to digging into it even more next time yeah it'll, it'll be good we'll see you we'll see you then Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a Thank great day. Thank you for weekend. joining yep. us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.